0: everyone and welcome back to the reclaimed podcast i'm so glad that you're here today my name is ellie herringshaw and i'm your host today we're going to be talking to my friend maria Dopp, and it's on this podcast that we talk about healing from relational brokenness whether it's bad breakups or divorce or death of a loved one and that's what we're going to be talking about today my friend maria lost her husband tragically in a plane crash And it's in this episode, she shares her story about how she did that. I went over to her house in Wisconsin, this cute little farmhouse in the middle of nowhere on a farm. And we just shared and talked about healing and talked about grief. And she has some wonderful resources about grief and just shares a really beautiful perspective about it. So please listen, be encouraged. So if you found this podcast helpful, please subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your episodes of the podcast. It would mean so much to me also if you rated it, if you shared it with a friend, but it really just helps me out in terms of numbers and to get other people to find the content as well. Without further ado, let's just get into this episode. Thank you for being here. Thank
1: you for having me. Of course.
0: I think it's so cool how God has been putting people in my path that it just, we, we share similar stories, similar journeys, different, but there is this, there's sort of this understanding with someone else that goes through something hard that, that God has seen us through something. And it's like,
1: Beautifully can, broken, you, right?
0: Yeah, and you can like identify. Oh, this person is resilient. Right. They've been through it, right? And and that's how I felt when I yeah. met you. Why don't you share um, just a little bit about yourself and
1: your family to to my listeners? Okay. Well, I um, I'm a mother and a widow. Um, no one yeah. likes to be a widow, but um, I was happily married to a wonderful, wonderful man for. Almost 14 years, wow. and uh, we were together for a long time before that, so probably 17 years total or so. And um, we met in college, and we have two beautiful little girls, mm-hmm. and they're little powder kegs of little girls. They're pretty feisty. It's wonderful. I love them.
0: Would you share a little bit about how Robbie passed away and the process that the Lord brought you through in that?
1: Sure. It actually was a really long journey strangely enough your instinct just says something's not right with something mm. or something's going to happen or you know you wow, hear those stories like intuition, all kind the of. time about someone yeah. you know you hear someone saying I don't know I just had to turn around and go home and check mm-hmm. on you know so for years and years and years this has actually been a fear and that I used to think oh it's just an irrational thing and it wow. actually kept him from the job that he was in when he uh, was killed because, um, so he, he was actually a pilot. He was, a um, an agriculture aviator or an um, aerial applicator is what they call it okay. professionally, which, you know, most people, a, a crop duster. Okay. So like, <laughs> I like, don't call them that anymore because they don't dust crops. Agricultural aviation so sounds he a, a
0: little bit right more sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, there's a, quite a bit of, um, it has advanced significantly in sophistication, so oh, yes, that's why they... Um, but, um, but he flew airplanes. He was a commercial pilot, yes. Yeah. So he flew um, an airplane like 150 miles an hour, eight feet off the ground. So, um, Wow. Yeah. So it was, without question, a dangerous job, one of the most dangerous jobs in the world. And so wow. just like when you're married to a firefighter or a police officer or someone in the military that's in active duty, yeah. you don't really sugar coat or go around discussions like this. You have hard discussions pretty yeah. regularly. So, um, but he was an engineer before this and mm-hmm. he had, a, he was a, a flight instructor and he just loved to fly other than us, his love of all things in the world. Yeah. He didn't love anything more than flying other than yeah. than his girls as he would call us. Aww. So, um, so he, I mean, he loved to be a flight instructor and all of that, but he just, he really felt called by God Mm. to be like, to do this. Like he's like, I I just want to serve agriculture. I want to be, I just love flying. This is where I'm meant to be. And so for years I was like, no, it's too dangerous. No, you can't do this. No, I just have a bad feeling about this. And then I finally just, he convinced me like, no, this is what I'm supposed to do. And so I it's like, how can I argue God's calling him to do this? So, yeah. and I really, um, the little bit I knew about it, I'm like, well, there's only like 2000 pilots that do this in the whole right. country. So wow. what are the odds he's actually going to get a job? So I'll let him pursue it thinking he won't <laughs> actually get a job doing this. Right. And every time we turned around it, it was so seamlessly unfolded. He mm. went to a convention, met people, knew, you know, had a kind of a background in this, but not extensive. Mm -hmm. And then got a scholarship for it, got accepted at a flight school in Canada. So spent a month in Canada and training for Mm it, came back, you know, got multiple job offers. I was just like, this can't really, like, we didn't know where we were going to live. So we yeah. Like, of course. Oh, you can use our camper and live at the campground across the. So it it's just, just like
0: one thing after the other I just was confirmation. Like, that like this, yeah. Was... I
1: just thought these obstacles will be insurmountable. There's just no way he's going to pull it off. Yeah. And I'm like, well, obviously, it's meant to be. A, like it was mm-hmm. super hard. Don't get me wrong, but it was, this is way too easy for this to yeah. not be wow. what God yeah. really wanted him to do. And but I just had this ridiculous like oh no this like I felt like I had to protect him and I just knew something Mm. you know strangely enough when you get a call like that he actually you think you're prepared but you you just aren't you know and what was
0: what was the call that you got
1: um his boss called me and said that there was an accident and I immediately was like is he okay? No, he's not. Is he alive? No, he's not. You know, and just, and so I think in that moment you really kind of was like, wow, I didn't make that up. It's that, that irrational wow. thing in your head that you like, you go to worst case scenario. You always do like, right. You think, you know, ask any teenage mother their kids five minutes late for their curfew and they're dead in a ditch. Somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. It's like, so but, I think you this always, but was... this, I just really knew. Yeah. And so he was um, in,
0: he was in a plane crash. He was
1: in a plane crash while he was working. Right. And so, um, what happened was the, he was flying along a field and the wing fell off. So it wasn't anything he did wrong. He, wow. um, he was flying along on a beautiful sunny day in the morning, not tired, nothing, they called it in-flight separation. So the wow. airplane wing fell off the airplane and then he continued off into trees and the... Just couldn't recover from that. Oh, it was, it rolled yeah. violently like wow. and crashed into wooded terrain. I think, wow. to woods. And so... I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's, I'm so uh,
0: sorry for your loss.
1: When you get a call like that, you're not seeking a theologian or a rule maker or... You're looking for a comforter, you know you're like yeah. when you in that moment you're like everything changes, like your vision of God or anything like that it's not just in survival mode, but you're you look at things like the world stands still like you're in a fishbowl, like, absolutely you know you're just like the void is what i yeah you know? like,
0: yeah it's the it's it's a fog, yeah. Where, yeah, I love love that, that you said, I don't look for a theologian and, and you don't, you're not looking for the, oh, for, I know the plans I have for you. You're not looking for that person to give you the Sunday school answer. You're looking for the arms of Jesus to wrap around you and say, and, and hug you in that time and comfort you in your sadness because Jesus is heartbroken too. Right. Oh yeah. Because sin brings death Right. And this is, was never his plan. No, this was never his plan. And so when we grieve, he
1: grieves. <laughs> oh, for sure. You know, I made phone calls to family and whatnot. And then of course the stream of people that come that in that, like those first couple days, I know that that's when I discovered the power of prayer because mm. um, my friend Sarah came over and she It's like such a vivid thing. I can't even feel it. Like I remember her putting her arms around me and hugging me and saying, can I pray with you? And I said, well, of course. And she, I don't even remember what she said. When he died, I shook. I mean, I didn't eat. I tried to eat, but I threw up everything I ate for like, I mean, I'm not a very big person as it is. And I, I think I lost like 20 pounds and I was just this shell it was horrible. I just shook like I had hypothermia wow. and I can't even, I remember just being like, why am I, it was just this horrible shaking. And yeah. like, I was cold all the time and it was August. So it was warm outside and I was like bundling up yeah. and just shook. And so as she's sitting there with her arms around me and she's like, well, let me pray with you. It. I stopped shaking. That's what that is. Like, and so there would be like these moments where I'd be just shaking and I could hold my hand out and just watch it be dead still. Like someone praying for me. Wow. And so in that moment, I'm like, oh, it's real. So when people are like, oh, you know, you hear in this controversial world that we're in like, oh, what could just praying do? And it's like, it it is a very powerful. It's a very
0: powerful thing. And, and you've experienced the power of it. Right. Yeah. And not just the prayer, but the power of God, right. in the prayer, right. That when we when we pray, we're communicating with Him, right. and when people pray for us, right. we can we can experience that peace. It's beautiful, right, and it's real, right. It's so real, but it still is incredibly hard. And mm-hmm. oh gosh,
1: yeah, we <laughs> can't even put words to that. Like, yeah, you don't even think you'll survive it. Like you, when I look back, you are like, how did I even? Yeah. I almost didn't. You
0: know. There were, I mean, there were times for me too that I actually thought I was going to die. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I, I felt so broken and mm-hmm. so alone. For sure. Even still experiencing the love of of God, but still feeling like I'm gonna die here. Oh yeah. That it's it's so it's so terrible. I mean, so it sounds like you had a very physical reaction to the grief. Yes. We are holistic beings. Like we have where everything's connected so grief is a very physical thing too oh, yeah. what was the grief process like for
1: you brutal <laughs> <laughs> i mean i just um yeah it just when you experience things you have a new lens to mm-hmm. look at everything when you have children you look at them and you're like wow this must be how God looks at me, you know. You like have this whole new perspective, you know, like, and through the eyes of grief, it's kind of the, the same. Wow, you know, C.S. Lewis talks about how your soul that has a body, and I believe that so much. And grief, physically, I mean, I've I have two little girls. I've given birth to two little girls naturally, and I would take that any day, every day, over the grieving process. It was so hard on me. I lost a ton of weight and my hair fell out and I just really, really, really painful, both like physically and emotionally and like to a dimension that you can't really, I think when you like, my marriage was one of those like and knock it out of the park, shooting star, kind of like cool. we were made, Marion and Robin Hood, like the yeah. dashing duo, and so made Marion
0: and Robin Hood. And we were love it, wild
1: and crazy. You know, like there wasn't, we were, you know, the two farm kids from Wisconsin that ended up dancing on the boardwalk of the Mediterranean Sea in Spain, or on wow. t- you know, so we just really experienced a lot of life. Like, actually, that was a funny thing when people were like, "Wow, you have lived." so much in such a short lifetime, it's like, that's just how you're supposed, like, I think that's what that's made our marriage to. Yeah. so amazing, you know, like, to have gone through so many ups and downs together, but um, to really have one another's back, you know, you have back to back against the rest of the world to get each other to heaven is really the whole point of marriage, <laughs> you know, and so then here I am, I'm like, whoa, who's got my back now, you know, it just was this, and then you but, feel exposed, oh my gosh, it was just, yeah, like the most, I was afraid, and, like, afraid for my kids, afraid for myself. Like, what really matters then? Hmm. Like, you're like, oh, that piece of pottery over there, I could care less. You know, it was, like, the funniest things that you were like, why did I care about that before, and now I don't really, you know. Nothing really matters. No, and but in general, like, wow, grief really knocked me down hard. Those were those, like, times where... Climbing out of that, I had to really choose minute to minute to mm-hmm. choose joy. I think St. Paul talks about it in some of his how he was literally physically ill because he longed to be with Jesus. Like he mm-hmm. loved someone and mourned, like missed him so, much, you know, and it's yeah. like, I get that now. Like that's the lens. Like I get what that's like, you know. But I also realized because we were like the wild and, you know, fought for one another i'm like i could tell he was still fighting for me or i could tell like love doesn't end in death like it it goes it goes beyond that and i think that helped also to just be like well it's not over and it's Mm. not but also (laughs) i could almost feel him be like are you kidding? This isn't the woman I married. Get up and get, you know, and so thankfully, (laughs) thankfully, like, so I have a endurance, like I was, I'm a triathlete or was for, are you really? Yeah. And so that has, I don't know. That has been a huge metaphor in my, like, if I didn't have that, I don't know what I would have done in those, the trenches of the early stages of, because it's like, I got to get up. I got to take care of two little kids. Like, and you know how like, you've ran a marathon and whatever. So you're like mile 20. You're like, Oh, I just want to quit. And it's like, yeah, no, you get up. I you know have, you don't want to You keep get going, up but you do... made a decision
0: mm-hmm. to do this and to right. do the training. And, right. Right. and if you don't, you know, if you don't bike that 50 right. miles, right. <laughs> like right. you're, you're not going to make it. You right. you have to commit to that. Yeah. And it's almost like grief at a point. You have to commit to it to say, that's, no one, I mean, that's
1: so much of what you talk about all the time yeah. is like you have to, I don't feel like I heal. I feel like I just get stronger. Like I hmm. I surrender. We look at that like a bad thing because our society is like, well, you lose a war, you surrender, you know, like, yeah or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, no, not not like that with God. Like right. for me, it's like if I surrender and let him take the heavy lifting, like I just don't have the same fears I once had. I feel like I just got stronger. The endurance athlete, the work around effect is what I always compare it to. It's like what did I say? Matt Fitzgerald was a sports psychologist that coined that phrase, the work around effect, and it's like I don't think that I when I think of healing, I think of being back the way I was. I'm never going to be the person I was. Like when an athlete is injured, sometimes they heal, yeah, and go back to the same performance level, but in most cases you don't. You You have to find a new way to perform at the same level of performance that you did with... So your brain seeks a new way.
0: But if you're avoiding your injury, you will overcorrect in something else. Exactly. And then develop a new injury. Right. And so then understanding the in- this is the thing that I need to work on right. and I need to strengthen the other muscles. I need to strengthen the tendons. Like there there's, there's the exercises that you can do to, to develop and support that injury. Right. But that just makes you literally stronger. Right. Because you're, you're developing, you're developing everything that you need to, to handle that injury and then allow that thing to heal. Right.
1: And it'll work itself out yeah. in the end, I think. I mean, I'm yeah. not, I'm far from healed. I'm like, I'm well, far and, from over it. Yes, that, like, and then
0: also, I mean, grief is not, grief is not like a, oh, I'm healed.
1: I'm no. better now. <laughs> yeah, you're never the same. Yeah, that's without question. The thing I think people, when they look at like, well, it's been like a year, it's been three years since, you know, Ravi died, how come you're not over this by now? And it's like, you never, like clearly you've never grieved before. Yeah. Because you'll never, you, you're, changed forever and you'll never yeah. not miss that person
0: you can never forget no. and and it's always going to be painful and I think that that's a beautiful thing right that I mean even how much
1: you loved when you yeah you know.
0: even even for me I've thought about that in in terms of my divorce I will always I will always know that I have loved him right and I never want to look on my marriage and and erase it no um, because
1: well, look at the wisdom. Yeah.
0: That oh, absolutely. But then also I have the, I have the capacity to love. Right. Well, I just think you to. can love
1: more. Like that's, they say like widows or people who've been through, you know, like yeah. that same, like they just love more. Like, cause you yeah. never not, I'll never not love Robbie, you know, find the right person again. I will just, love twice as much, you know, kind of a thing. Like, yeah.
0: Right. And yeah, love, love doesn't have a cap. There's Mm -mm. no, there's no cap on it. I mean, I do, I do talk about healing and I do talk in terms of growing stronger and because I believe that God meets us in those places that are really, really tender. Right. For you, what were some of those, what were some of those things that, that you felt like you needed to step into? to allow the Lord to meet you in those, some hard places, to grow stronger.
1: When I think of that, I think of, I'm grateful for the wound that pushes you to God. You know, that, Mm. um, that's, you would never wish this on your worst enemy. You would never, but my intimacy with God because of this, or is, like, you can't even compare that or yeah
0: it's priceless and that's the grace of god in challenging things that he takes broken things that he did not he that that he did not intend that he did not cause right. and he makes beauty
1: right from the ashes i've touched on this a little bit but that i made jesus a who instead of a what what do you mean by I, that you know you look at that religion or anything it's like well commandments and the blah, you know and you look at it like what you should do or shouldn't do or like, mm. don't let anybody should all over you you, yeah. just, you know or whatever and so I think I was so focused on finding faith and finding the right things like that instead yeah. of just having candid conversation with God and just yeah. because I even remember looking back I remember shortly after he died I mean like is it okay if I pray just like this? Like I'm talking to you in not some formal way. Like, yes. is that a right? And like, of course I like it. You know, just like, got a response. He's like, I'm, like, I'm a real like, person. Like right, you can yeah. talk to
0: me. Right. And
1: so I think, um, for the first time, I remember after he died hearing, like really slowly praying the, the Lord's prayer, our father and being like, Thy will be done. And just mm. how those words, when I said those words, I think I hit the floor. I just was like, how can it be, you know? And I, then I remember just, it's been a process of, I realized like my gratefulness was like an anecdote to grief. I, Hmm. the more grateful I became for all the things, like some people would, like people would around the world would kill to have my life. Do you know what I mean? Like, even with the pain that I carry with me, but, um, and I should remember that. And when I do, then it's not so bad, you know, or remember the Laura story song, blessings, Mm -hmm. how she says, yeah, you're, what if all of the trials are mercy in disguise or like, you know, what if it takes a thousand sleepless nights to know that you're there? Or what if it takes you know, tears to heal.
0: It's bringing restoration to our soul and right. bringing us that intimacy. That with him.
1: so much. That's like an exercise in itself. Yeah. I noticed that it took, and I still fall into on hard days. I still fall into why, mm-hmm. why did you let this happen? Like, yeah. I don't think that God killed Rabbi. I think that he let it happen. So then why, you know, yeah. I just had this, like, here's this incredible man. He was, yeah, Uh, amazing husband a wonderful father uh you know great pilot wonderful engineer everyone around him adored him it just was like wow he really but how how would he take someone like that away from Mm -hmm. all these people who needed him you know and like you have you fall into this why 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 and and just catch myself like nope i literally like picture a stop sign and say like no stop and just step back and yep. just be like that's not going to serve me and wow. I just literally yeah. have to be like no just I'm gonna it is put the what it is yeah you really have to yeah. like it's like a muscle you have to exercise mm-hmm. to really well because
0: it, it can really get you into a spiral
1: yeah, yeah, of, yeah. there's um, no exit to there that.
0: isn't there isn't yeah and
1: so to really and
0: then also I mean I, I love what you said about just having Having like real conversations with God, your, your prayer life kind of maybe got a little less formal or something, right. and then you get to those moments where you do ask God why, and you you show Him your emotion, you show Him your grief in that. And I think He knows anyway,
1: so he why does. do you hide it? Like it's like
0: why are you? Why? He's like, well, I mean, David did that all right. throughout the Psalms. He he gets so real, and he's like, God, where are you? Why right. everyone's attacking me? What's going on? And then I love it because every single time he turns it to praise and he says, but I will choose right. to worship. I will choose to honor you. I will choose to there worship you.
1: so much more peace to yes. just saying, you're going to make something good of this. Yeah. I believe you. I it's almost like you. putting
0: up that stop sign and yeah. saying, no, you know what? I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole.
1: No, it gets me nowhere except for... <laughs> upset and so yeah but it takes a you really it does take to, a muscle mm-hmm, yeah you have to practice that because that's hard there's way more peace and just the mystery around it we're mm. just knowing that
0: because we'll never know why
1: not now like you know it's yeah. just kind of i i, I won't so mm-hmm. what good is it to waste energy yeah there's there's so much physical demand to grief it doesn't seem like it should mm-hmm. but I mean everybody's experienced where you've cried and then you're like, Oh my gosh, I feel like I could go right to bed and yeah, you're it's just exhausting. like oh, it's exhausting.
0: So what is what does grief look like for you now?
1: August twenty sixth those three years. Okay. Um, you know, we still it's, it's it morphs, it changes. Mm-hmm. Um I still have hard days. It's just a big, hairy, audacious beast. I mean it just when yeah. you feel like I can handle being sad I can handle being mad I can handle being scared I can hit like but not all at one time and that's to me like oh my gosh <laughs> it's just so much it's just so much to Nora McInery I'm gonna butcher her name McEnary. Um, she wrote a book she's from Minneapolis Um, really good book Um, but she talks about grief as a stalker not as an ocean and it's oh, so I like that. true it's like for it's me that's like, like you nailed it it's exactly how it is for me <laughs> it's like because it's not like on the day he died on the anniversaries or on the things where i i brace myself i can watch the wave come in like the tide, right. and embrace for it <laughs> and then watch it go you know Sure, as the tide comes in, it's gonna and, and, and honestly anything. When I'm the one leaning into it, kind of like what you're, you know, what are mm-hmm. the things when you lean into, you know, lean into that fear or lean into that pain? Like, it's absolutely worth it. If you yeah. stand there and you fight it, just as sure as the tide comes, it's gonna go. And you yeah. just have to let it come and feel the hurt and then watch it slowly fade away. But it's those moments for me now, especially that I did not see that coming. That yeah. it, it's like a stalker, like gotcha, you know? Yeah. Like it's like where did this sne- come from? he you sneaks sneaky. up on you. Like yeah, you know. It's those are the moments. Well, oh, that happens
0: to me too, for sure.
1: It's like oh my gosh, we were thinking about trading in his um, pickup, so I bought a different vehicle, and I sold like traded in the truck and I thought for sure like oh it'll just get sold at some auction or something it'll yeah go far away and I won't ever see it again and no someone locally bought it and oh my God. I just it like it's interesting how different like the girls are like oh cool there's dad's truck and I'm like oh it just wrecks me sometimes yeah, you know when you see it and yeah and so there's just things like I remember watching a couple being blessed in church for their 60th wedding anniversary. And like, what a happy, wonderful event. And just being like, mourning, like, I'm never going to grow old with him.
0: Wow. Wow.
1: Like, just, and then just things like, I was not expecting, like, yeah. I didn't even think that that would be something that I would grieve. It was yeah. just like, oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Oh. Well, and
0: then it's, and that can be a very discouraging place because you can get into, I can at least get into a negative mind space where I'm thinking, oh, I thought I was further along. Yeah, and I'm still getting caught up on these memories. I'm still getting caught up with these, these little reminders or something that I think I'm more forgiving of discipline. that and okay, more.
1: Good. I like that I've made. We call it the Dop Live the list. So what? Dop Live the list. So I've made a <laughs> yes. list of all. So strangely enough, we had this book. Robbie and I carried like. So when you have kids, you don't ever get to communicate with your spouse. I bet yes. everyone will co- like. And so we had this big, um, heavy. Hardcover journal that we kept on the kitchen counter, and that's how we communicated. Like, because I'm not. That. We called it the Dream Book because it was like a cross between a Pinterest board and a bucket list but and whatever. So we had this book, and so it was like, I want to kayak the Apostle Islands, or I want to, like, cool. I saw this cool table in, you know, this catalog. Isn't this cool? Like, or, or yeah. you know, whatever. You just tape it in there. Or, I want to go to this resort someday, or I want to, and it was. It's turned into one of the coolest gifts because now I went back through it in his own handwriting. I could see going to fly Maria to to Maine to take her to the Harbor Side Hotel, and like, so just a few months ago, I was like, I "Wonder where that is? Can't be like." okay, Maine Harbor, like, you know, I was like, oh yeah. my gosh, this place is awesome. I remember him talking about it, but I would have long since forgotten, Yeah, you know, and then I was just like, oh, it's right by Arcadia National Park. Awesome. Cool. You know, I was like, oh, and there's whale watching family vacation, yeah. like, you know, just kind of like, so it's turned into like all the things that wow. I feel like that's an, I can defy death by hmm. we're going to do it and he's going to be with us even though he's not there he's going to be there like so it's kind of like no I'm not going to give up on the things there's things I can't do that we wanted to do that I had to I think that was the hardest part for me is I buried most of my dreams with him Hmm. because everything included him so everything like I'm going to Las Vegas in December with some of my friends that I used to rodeo with in college on the college rodeo team Um, they decided to come with me. They were great support. I mean, wonderful ladies that are like, we'll go with you. Because on the list was go to watch the National Finals Rodeo and go to this. He always wanted to take me to this restaurant and wanted to, you know, do some things. And it's like, well, I can knock three things off the list if we go do this, like, this weekend, you know. So so I'm kind of got, you know, I'm going to do some things with the kids and some things alone. But I feel like that's kind of the... And there's always that when you're in it, there's like this weird, you oscillate between being so excited that you're doing it and Mm -hmm. also so sad Mm -hmm. that you're, he's not there, you know? Yeah. But it's... Yeah,
0: for me, that was, that was the reclaiming process of um, making new memories and something that I already had a memory with, Mm -hmm. with him. And yeah, those emotions are so real because I'm remembering the love that was shared I'm remembering why I need to reclaim it and why it's hard. Right. And then I'm, and and then at the same time, happy to be there. I feel right. like I'm, I was empowered to step into a place. Right. And, oh yeah. Um, well,
1: even so, like I said, like flying was his passion yeah. without question. Mm-hmm. Like the man would skip meals to go flying, to have money to go flying. Like I mean, yeah. it was just. <laughs> He loved it was it, every, it, it was, was everything, everything to, him, to, him to him except for except his girls. For his girls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so um I I loved to fly too for different reasons but we both I mean that was like our thing like however like he died in a plane crash so my yeah. children like were so afraid like for yeah. a long time to be like I said well maybe I'll get my pilot's license and we can still fly and she's like no and starts sobbing and freaks out you know and just no 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 and um a lot of fear there a lot of fear and so it it broke my heart I was like he would be so upset with with me if I let it end here he loved flying more than anything else but us so I can't I'm like it would break his heart if I didn't fly ever again or if I didn't take the girls like that's so part of him you know and so it was a year after he died or two years after he died I took the girls flying um his Robbie's favorite flight instructor took us we went over the house and and all of that and I was surprised that they weren't afraid when they got there they Mm -hmm. got in and it was like he was there as hard as it was for me it melted away all of the girls' fears. Like they mm. were like, Oh, I don't have to be afraid of this. This is yeah. okay and oh look at there's our horses. Like <laughs> look at how tiny they are. Like they just when we flew over our house, they were just like, Oh my gosh, you know yeah. and, and it was that that's the way he was. It was like mm. so it was just like, Wow. So they, What was
0: what was the feeling like for you to to get to get back in an airplane again? I love it.
1: I love that. It's almost unfair the things that we've seen, like that you can watch a sunrise from above and all of that. And so to get back in the airplane, it's like you relive all like flashbacks. Yeah. All those
0: all those moments
1: and it's really hard but such a blessing at the same time and you oscillate again between you should be here you should be here and you know that he's there but it's not the same Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden you do have like it kind of just like I said the tide like it (laughs) kind of if you let yourself feel it and it kind of gets better and each time it gets easier and you don't forget, you still see all those memories, but it's like they finally bring a smile instead of Mm. a tear, you know? Wow. I'm clearly not there yet, but (laughs) (laughs) it's, um, it seems like, he used to talk about how I can't believe I get paid to do this I can't believe I get paid to fly out over there was like a they called it the marsh but there was like a little wetland area where he flew out of every morning at his job and he's like I get to watch the most beautiful sunrises every morning and the most beautiful sunsets every evening and I get to do I can't believe I get to do this you know it's just this and there was so much of that even in our wild travels together just to literally watch you know you see from this perspective the pink clouds when you watch our sunset you know it's like it's amazing from the other way from Mm -hmm. above down and then you know there's almost like you almost like a heavenly perspective to that where you're like wow this is the way God sees it all the time or this you know where you realize you're not limited. You have a hard time letting go of... Not like it's an, like, an addiction. I used to tease him that he was addicted to flying. It was <laughs> <laughs> for sure. But it's um, for sure like uh, you realize you go where few men go. Or you yeah. know, like that kind of... Um, see
0: what the birds see. Right? Or anything. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Like,
1: without question.
0: What a gift. I like to talk about how God doesn't have, I don't think God create, I don't think God has a plan B for our lives. I think that he creates new plan A's Mm -hmm. and he creates good from the broken. Like we've talked about. So your family was intended to be four.
1: Right.
0: And it's three. Right. How is, how is God meeting you there in, in making a new, a new plan
1: for your family? two things come to mind when you ask that you know you don't I have said that about how boy I wish I could give people the wisdom that I have I feel like I've lived four lifetimes you know like I (laughs) feel like I'm I feel like I'm 80 not 40 you know you know like I'm not 40 but you know I'm closer to 40 than I wish I was but I feel like I'm and that's a blessing because I feel like I'm young and healthy enough to live in a way that mm-hmm. not limited by my health or not limited mm-hmm. by my physical abilities. But I the two things when you say that that come to mind and I don't remember who quoted these things, but like God found Gideon in a hole and he found Joseph in a prison hmm. and he found you know, Daniel in a lion's den. And so when you think that you're not qualified to be used by God, remember, he yeah. recruits from the pit, not the pedestal, kind of a thing. Preach. And, and so I feel like I've been recruited from the pit. I mean, yeah. that's really... And the thing that seems like grief's like a riptide, I feel like if it wasn't for these amazing people my friends and people in my life that they never let me stay there when Mm -hmm. grief sucked me Mm -hmm. under like some sort of riptide they always fished me out somehow Mm -hmm. and I feel like whether it was something from afar like a text or whatever like God never let me stay there through them Mm -hmm. he never let me stay under for too long but you can get really down and if you don't realize how blessed you really are you'll stay there and you'll just keep sinking into that like it's not just
0: fluffy things to be grateful for things but it it actually brings perspective when we are so down and so so broken it brings perspective to the broader yeah
1: and you really have to make an effort to choose joy Yes. And, like, that's a fruit of the Holy Spirit, you know, yes. to choose joy. Mm-hmm. You know, I can choose to think that this was poor me, poor me. Yep. You know, I tend to stay away from people that I feel like will try to commiserate with me or whatever. Because I'm like, this I'm isn't serving me at all. I want to always live the way I want my kids to live. Yeah. And so I try to lead by example. I'm not very good at trusting. And so, man, <laughs> you mind. know, and right, I'm kind of like, I'm like, I got to clean the house so I have control over something. Yeah, and <laughs> it's so, so real, it's <laughs> so, so real. So, <laughs> and so it's like, uh, but I, um, to just surrender and just trust and to not let those stupid things waste your time sometimes i feel like i'm like this little warrior like everyone sees me dancing around and skipping with my kids but inside (laughs) i feel like that's my soul being a warrior because in that it's like i'm choosing light over dark i am choosing it's like i purposely have like my little spotify playlist choosing joy because like the dance turn on some kicking tunes and like no i am choosing to not yeah like it's like that athlete thing again, like yeah. get up, I know you don't want to right now, but get up and yeah. fight, and I the only way I can make sure Amelia and Adeline do that is to make sure I do that, yeah, and to never be afraid to learn new things, to always be grateful, to always like that is like all those things are choices, you yeah. have to like. Sometimes it's second to second. Sometimes it's minute to minute. Sometimes you have long stretches where you realize, like, oh, things are going pretty good, you know. Mm-hmm. And a minute, like, that stalker can show up. And you like, <laughs> damn. Like, you know, and then you're yeah. climbing out of that riptide again. But you, you know, things happen. Like, even just yesterday, I was like, oh, my gosh. No. I'm like, God's always put whatever... I needed it in front of me when I needed it. Yes. I don't need that right now. I'll worry about it another time. Yeah. But that was a conscious. I had to put that stop sign back up again and be like, no, I am not going to worry about this right yeah. now. It is not worth the energy.
0: My, my flesh wants to stay here and stay motionless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. My flesh wants to binge Netflix. Right. And I'm going to choose to do the best thing that I can do for myself, which is just getting up. And yeah. sometimes going for a run or, you know, whatever, right. oh, whatever yeah. it is that you absolutely need to do, turn on this playlist and tell your body yeah. to like, to worship, right. to worship through gratefulness, right. to worship through joy
1: absolutely. when
0: you're, when you're devastated. And I, when you say that, I think of, of Moses when he was, um, that the Israelites were, they're in the desert there, there's a battle. And when Moses raises his hands, they're winning. Right. and it's this it's this picture of of worshiping of just right. raising our hands and almost in praise, and he got tired, and so then people around him raised his raised their his hands for him so that they would win, and they won the battle. Kind of I, goes that
1: you need a team too yeah, yeah you, you do you, really... you need
0: people sometimes to say, no, we're choosing this, this is the path that you've decided to take almost
1: um and really rally, I mean yeah. you really need you, you really do need like your inner circle to be the one yeah. that claps the loudest and, and i'm sure I'm sure that
0: sometimes your girls do that for you too oh my like, gosh, no, we're going to choose joy, maybe they don't say it quite like that, but they but right. they might they might say no let's let's dance around right now
1: i'm always amazed, even i mean i don't I really don't know where I would be without them. Mm-hmm. not only do I fight for them, but i like they're amazing. <laughs> they really, they are amazing. I mean, yeah, um, yeah. and I'm not just saying that cause I'm partial cause they're my kids, but they really, um, remind me, I mean, they're five and eight yeah. and they remind me to look at life as an eight year old. Like, well, yeah. I, I wow. notice, like, you know, that let the little children come to me, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, and I believe that, like that choosing joy, that's all synonymous to me. Like to me, I have to be, when I'm making even big decisions, I'm like, okay. Like I felt like Robbie and I were. He was a, an engineer and just a thinker, you know, like that kind of where I thought, you know, we always like, I don't see at all what you see. <laughs> like you <we> had <laughs> tremendous respect for one another, but we looked at the world. We could look at the exact same thing and see something totally different. Wow. And I feel like my girls are that for me, a reminder to be like, always ask what the 10 year old Maria would say. Like, how would the 10 year old Maria look at this decision? Like, you know. Huh. I wouldn't worry about yeah. like, that's that whole, like, no, no, don't worry about that right now. Mm-hmm. The 10 year old Maria wouldn't worry about that right now. Yeah. Like, like, it's just, you know, I look at my kids are like, well, duh, just do this. Like, yeah. it's was like so easy <laughs> to the, make it. Like, it's
0: the easy, the, the easy thing, the innocence.
1: Right. Yeah. And, but that's like, you're called to be so
0: hmm.
1: trusting. Wow. And that's I, amazing struggle with like that is without question i struggle to trust and yeah. now i feel like i'm finally starting to be like i have no choice but just to believe yeah. that we'll be okay Amen. you know i don't i don't really have a plan b so that's just how we're gonna roll with it yeah, and, and, <laughs> and when you embrace that... it like i'm 100 percent dependent on god hmm. you know and it's like here's how we're gonna roll like yeah. you know and i think that's scary yeah but also can be fun like yeah. i i fight it and then hmm. i think The more I fight it, the more miserable I get. They skip a lot. Like we Mm -hmm. hold hands and skip down, you know, and dance. Even in public, like I don't care what anybody. Like I I, honestly, I'm over. I'm over it. Like I am at the point. Like I don't care what anybody thinks or says. We dance and sing and, and like I remember. Like I'm pushing. Adeline in the carts and she's sitting in the cart yeah. and we're singing down the grocery store aisle and I'm like we are so bad <laughs> we are so out of tune and we don't oh. like and it's <laughs> like but I don't care. Yeah. You know it just is at that, that I don't care and yeah. they I don't want them to care either. I yes. want them to
0: that's such a good model for your and kids. And so,
1: that's, you know, that goes back to the how little kids see things. I didn't notice things before. Yeah. I notice now that little flower that's growing up between mm. the sidewalk cracks. And, you know, cool. we always we refer, refer to them as love letters from God. Oh, like I the, love it. Like the beautiful sunrises so or whatever. And they're like, oh, mom. And so it was really it's really cute to letter. have your five-year-old go... Mom, Look at the love letter God planted for us. Like, it's like,
0: oh, oh. be still my heart. That is too cute. That and is her too little, cute.
1: Her little, you overhear them playing in the room with her toys and they're singing, you know, in their little kid voices mm-hmm. with their, like, not, she doesn't have a list, but she, yeah, like, the what? Wo- <laughs> and and like, It's like, oh, too and, cute. it's like to hear her singing in the backseat or playing alone yeah. or whatever. The and innocence. you're just like, Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. Like yeah. they.
0: And that's how that's how the Lord, I think, sees us. He takes that delight, just like you take your the delight oh, in yeah. your girls. They... So b- before we're, I mean, I feel like I could, I feel like I could talk forever and ever and ever <laughs> to you about this, and I'm, I'm so really not that interesting.
1: <laughs> I disagree.
0: <laughs> I strongly disagree. What would you say to the Maria that has just experienced? the pain, the hardship, what, um, what would you say to her at that moment of
1: devastating grief? I would say it's not okay right now, but it'll be okay. Something like, you know, it's eventually it'll be okay. Yeah. Like, and that's what I say to people when, you know, I show up, it's like, you won't believe it right now, but you'll make it and Mm. it'll be okay. Like, yeah. not right now, not for a while, but it'll be okay. I think there's a lot of things about grief I wish I knew. I mm-hmm. wish, I wish, well, no one talks about it because no one wants to. I think there's more people are afraid it will happen to them, so they don't want to. You know, yeah, maybe, maybe that's a good point. Maybe not. I'm not really sure. I didn't lose anyone close to me, like, yeah. in that way, so I didn't. Yeah you know, I wouldn't know. Mm -hmm. Strangely enough, the day he died wasn't the worst day of my life. If you said, what's Mm. the worst day of your life? You'd probably be like, oh, she's going to say the day her husband died. Mm. And it's actually the day I had to plan his funeral. Mm. So oddly enough, like if you love someone, you would never make them do that. And I know it's like, no one wants to think That anything could happen to them or you know and as prepared as I was he had a dangerous job so we talked about things at pretty extensive at great length Mm. and I still felt so unprepared Mm. and so I felt like I would never make my kids ever have to do that or Mm. I wish someone would have said to me like the practical things like Okay, you need a babysitter. You need a babysitter for you because you need someone to take care of you. And yeah. you need someone to take care of your kids and you need someone to be a gatekeeper and like turn over your here's your email password and how yeah. here's your cell phone and my landline and here's a notebook. Take a message, call me, you know, come and get me if it's something important. Mm-hmm. And it's not that you don't wanna hear someone calling and saying, I was just thinking about you. It's just there's like a month's work after he died of just...
0: The practicals.
1: Yeah. Like, you know, if you love someone, it's like... Then take care of the details. So mm-hmm. I mean, not to be on a soapbox, but have a will. Talk about what you would want for your kids. Yeah. Both, like, you know, spiritually. Like, what's important? Like, what yeah. matters to you? Yeah. Not just financially how you're going to take care of them. Because, yeah. like, all of those fears, like, it's like almost... Yeah. More than you can take all at yeah. one time and so weeks. if
0: you have any um, if you have any resources with that I'd love to put those in the show notes sure. for people yeah. that um, and I think that that's a, that makes a really good point because right. we don't want to talk about death right. we don't no. want to talk about the what-ifs of life but if we do if right. we, we really do love the people in our lives and we want right. to take care of them and and not not plan for the worst but right. but do
1: it out of love. That's right. a that's a really beautiful like a, thing. You never believe that you're gonna survive it. You're never mm. gonna believe at that moment. It, in the end, it'll be okay. I mean, yeah, that just
0: that's really good. Well, but like that a... I think, and I think that that's what people need to hear. They need to just hear that. Not, yeah. Not the not the Sunday school answer. Thank you so much for sharing your story, yeah. and for for just being so vulnerable and. I feel like there was so much more we could have dug into, but yeah. thank you so much for being yeah, no so problem. wonderful here. Thank you so much listeners for, um, for listening and taking part. And if you are going through something hard, if you're facing grief, it's okay not to be okay, but it will be because there's hope in Jesus and there is restoration. He takes broken things and he makes beauty out of them. And that's, that's the testimony of Maria. And that is, that's everything that I want you to get out of this episode too. So thank you for listening and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Reclaimed podcast. For more information about reclaiming, visit reclaimed.com. That's R-C-L-A-I-M-E-D dot com.